If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Sentimental Garbage, a podcast where we talk about the culture we love that society sometimes makes us feel ashamed of. My name is Caroline and I can't write or wait to get started with this episode. <laughs> Joining me is author and the high priestess of my living room, Jen Canny. Oh my god. I wrote that on the fly while we were eating. That's extraordinary and she made the most wonderful dumplings. They were, well, they've been in the I defrosted them myself. But they were still delicious. <laughs> Sometimes on this podcast, I try to be very tactical about the fact that the guest is on because they're promoting something. <laughs> and I am not going to bother today because you, Jen County, are one of my best friends in the world. Um, you One of the very key things that cements our friendship is that we both got into tarot at around the same time yeah. back in 2015. Um, and we both went different sort of directions with it. Yes. I started using it in fiction and you started you know, interviewing authors on stage with it. As part of literature with yes. with lovely Fiona Lensfeld, and that has finally culminated in a book called Wildcard. It has. <laughs> it's a book. It's out there. It is sort of the introduction to tarot for people who aren't sure whether or not they're really into tarot or whether they could be. So, which is just so many people. <laughs> so many people have that kind of thing of I'm a bit curious about it, but. I have to be the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter or a psychic in order to yeah, do it. And yeah. it's, it, this is a book that says, no, anyone can read the tarot. Everyone can, everyone should if they want to. And I hope provides a sort of gentle, warm, loving, and also sometimes slightly silly intro to a very bizarre and wide-ranging world of cards. It really is. I think this is like the natural extension of the girls who have maybe the co-star app. Yes. Or whatever, you know, or girls who are like into crystals and half they're like, oh, I just like it. And they're nice paper yeah. whites and half of it is like, maybe my destiny will change <laughs> if I hold my rose quartz. And I have a lot of time for those girls. And, you know, they're... Well, I mean, maybe I'm one of those girls. Slash I'm one of those girls. <laughs> so, um, so what we decided that we do today is it's the 100th episode of Sentimental Garbage. Centenary edition! The centenary garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought we'd just get the whole garbage can out. Yeah, we, we thought we'd get loose. You'd come over. We'd, um, we'd, we'd drank a bottle of something fizzy. And um, uh, I would essentially kill two birds with one stone. The first bird that I'm killing with the stone is you are my dear friend and I want to promote something for your lovely book, which I think is fabulous. And the second thing is that there are so many things that people have asked me to cover that for some reason or another I haven't covered. Um, and I've put all of those things, plus some other things I've just thought of at the top of my head, into a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to take them out at random, talk about them. Like a garbage tombola a garbage tombola and we're going to pull cards to determine the future 
or the present of that thing. We absolutely are going to do that, and I'm so excited, because I've put some things in there too, and I think yours are probably really good, and mine are probably really mad, because I crowdsourced them with my colleagues. I'm, I'm wondering, like, should we like should we just go for it? Like, do, do, we, do we want to describe the tower first, or do we want to trust that most people who are listening get it? Look, because I, think, I think we're going to trust, because you've written a book about tarot, Tarot is quite well known. If you're still not sure, there's a really fantastic guide to the tarot called Wild Card by Jen County and Fiona Lansow, and you could you could read it. But we're going to show rather than tell. We're going to yeah, we're of course explore the delights of the tarot in the most playful and silly way. Do you want to rattle the bag? bag? Oh my god, rattling the bag! For Are it. you picking our first piece of garbage oh, out? Okay, I'll, yeah, because you're going to read it, so I'm going to pick it. You're going to pick the garbage. Okay, okay, okay. What's in there? Okay. What's in there? What have oh, we got? One of mine. <gasps> Is it a strong start? It's us? a really strong start. Okay, okay, okay. What is it? Charcuterie. Ah! <laughs> the 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 item is charcuterie. So ham and cheese on boards. I think I absolutely love, and I don't understand how anyone would have anything bad to say about it. Let's pick a card. So yeah, I, I while you're shuffling, uh, I put charcuterie into the bag <laughs> because I feel like. Uh, charcuterie over the last few years has evolved from being a, a a thing that's sort of like is sort of a French delicacy of like oh okay you're in a place and it, you know they'll put some ham on the board for you because they do ham here. Uh, it's become this ultra femme meal. Yes, <laughs> it's like we're not really eating anything, <laughs> but also we are eating possibly a frankly mostly raw animal. Like it's, yeah, it's kind of goth because they haven't cooked that. They've salted it and they've hung it from a ceiling for a while, like a yeah. bat, but... And, and it's like, this sort of like, you got the ham on the board, yeah. you got the cheese on the board, you got the pickles and onions and courgettes and all kind of stuff. Yeah. It feels like every year I'm alive, the, the practice of charcuterie evolves again. It does, and becomes more expensive. More expensive. Sometimes I look at that, I actually, it's not char- charcuterie, but... <clears throat> my God, I think I checked with some charcuterie there. <laughs> I had... A single asparagus that I paid eight pounds for recently. Oh my god! And I was looking at it, thinking it's it's one blade of asparagus. Mate, I've this is adjacent to charcuterie, but like I don't know how much more I can take of um, sharing meals. I feel like you've spoken about this before, and I agree with you because I just want more food for my money. Frankly, I, just... I want I want some chips and I want some bread and I want yeah. I don't want to yeah. feel as though I'm yeah like a vulture fighting over the entrails of an antelope in, in, in the middle of the... And yet, <laughs> and yet we as women seem to be stuck in this pattern yeah. of... Um, like, you know that, that, that arm movement you make when you're a women ordering food? <laughs> of, like, just... The round table. Just for the table. Just, um, bring it whenever it comes. Bring it whenever it comes. Everyone is sort of... It's like picky bits, but you... Picky bits. But you paid ten times much yeah. for your picky bits. And as you say, look, everyone knows no one is satisfied by charcuterie, and yet... Somehow, yeah, it comes a point in the evening, and we order it. And, we and order you and I have had many boards in our lives. Oh, oh, we've 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 made our own charcuterie boards, and we've checked the boards. Okay. What is the future charcuterie according to the tarot? It's the three of pentacles. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Interpret the three of pentacles. Tell our audience a little bit about pentacles, a little bit about threes, and what, what the- it means for charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we didn't road test this concept before we did it. <laughs> we did not road test this concept before we did it. Okay, so the three of pentacles. The pentacles are the suit of uh, basically the body, the, the earth suit of the tarot. They are the things that are real, that are manifest, it's about health, about finances, about home. Definitely meat platters would live in the suit. 
of things that are real because they are not imagined and they are not mm-hmm. feelings. Um, and the Three of Pentacles is all about basically cooperation and working together and teamwork. <laughs> You're dead I, right. I'm going to be absolutely honest. I don't think it's about the future of charcuterie. I think it's just a really good description of how you eat a charcuterie. Because you can't eat one alone, can you? The tarot has... Um, uh, sorry, you just like, don't slam the table. This, <laughs> um, it, this essentially is... Yeah, you, you can't build a cathedral on your own. You certainly can't eat a char- whole charcuterie board on your own, and you and you really shouldn't. So I don't think the tarot is offering any real great insight about the future of charcuterie. Merely a descriptor of what charcuterie is. I feel a little bit like this lovely test where we're like, tarot, are you listening? What are we talking about? And it's like, charcuterie boards. It is that it is that first <laughs> command on the Ouija board, isn't yeah. it? Of like, are you listening? Knock, knock. Yes, it is. Yes, I am. This is all about a group project that you do together. And that, for me, is a delicious... No man is an island and no woman can order charcuterie alone. Can you imagine how perverse it would be if you went to a restaurant on your own and then you yeah. ordered a charcuterie board? You'd be hounded out of there. You'd be a pervert. <laughs> I would hate it. Hi, Gav. You're recording things, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we are. I can't make a fucking move in this house without being No, recorded. you can't. I live in a surveillance state. I'm just coming home to my beautiful home. Hello, you beautiful girls. Hi, Hi baby. Hi, this is a very nice vibe in this room. Actually. I know, it's a lovely it's vibe. It's a vibe and love it. It is. Great. Yeah. Did I walk in on a good bit? No, no, yeah, no. we had a right little pause. We're always nice pause. You look nice, though. You do look nice. Thank you. All right, let's go next one in the bag. What's next in the bag? Next in the bag for us. Your turn. I'm going to shuffle around. Oh, 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 it's one of mine. Oh, shit. Pajamas yeah. that are nice. Pajamas that are nice. I think this is a thing that is. I put it in here because I think it's deeply underrated. I think it's a thing that really only women get to do, as I say. My greatest pyjamas are pyjamas that you, my dear friend, mm-hmm. have gifted me. And I wear them with such pleasure. There's nothing I like more than getting into a silky pyjama, a green and white stripe with leopards on, mm. and wearing it around the house. And I just think people don't give enough credit to a nice pyjama. Nice, but yeah, I feel like for you and I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I think it's becoming almost awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, I remember sort of me saying, I love a nice pyjama, and you being like, I feel like all my pyjamas are just sort of sweatpants and t-shirts in different combinations, and me being like, I'll remedy that. And that was five years ago. And now I have so many pyjamas. But now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now every time you like dog sit my dog, or like it's your birthday or something, I buy you another pair of pyjamas. It feels like the weird aunt who just keeps getting you cactuses or something. I treasure every single pyjama. And also, I quite often get compliments. Not that people see me in my pyjamas on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but you know when you like travel, or occasionally if you don't bother to dress for a work Zoom call, people are like, what's that great thing? And I go... It's a lovely pyjama that Caroline's got me. But what I want to know is, what is the future? What's the future for pyjamas that are nice? Let's find out. Am I pulling a card now? Yeah, because I pulled the last one. It's this one. Okay. The Emperor. The Emperor. Men are going to get into nice silken pyjamas. Thank God. Because I'm so sick of their little ratty boxes and their horrible okay. old t-shirts. Okay, all right, okay. I have so much to say on this. Okay. <laughs> it's time. Finally, for men to enjoy a delicious, soft, beautiful pyjama. Tell me what your thoughts are. The thing is, as you know, I've been living with a man for a very long time. Those people... (laughs) What is wrong with them? Those people will relax in jeans. Oh! 
hard trouser? They would do it. They would come home from a long day in a hard trouser and continue being in the hard trouser until they fall asleep in what they're oh. wearing or they just shed their clothes oh. and sweat in their beds. No, I think both of those are awful. There's nothing. I disgust myself on the few occasions that I come home a bit too merry to change into a pyjama yeah. and I wake up. It's not that I've woken up on my sofa that's the problem. It's yeah. the fact that I'm still wearing work clothes. I know, and you feel just, your knickers up in weird places. Oh, and there's a bra. But equally, as yeah. you say, even worse than that, mm. not being able to find your pyjamas and going to bed naked like a horrible dolphin that's oh, just God. slipped in. <laughs> horrible. It's it like a horrible dolphin. I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, it's disgusting. Pyjamas are necessary. Just, you know, the emperor is the card, essentially, of the patriarchy. It's of a card of safe spaces. It's a card of masculinity. Yeah. Men. Men are going to finally get into pyjamas. Nice pajamas. Yeah. Okay. Because I do feel like I I have broached this to Gav on a few like Christmases and birthdays or whatever. You mm. know when you're in that sort of three week period beforehand when you're fishing. For yeah, things. yeah. And 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 being like, would you not? Would you not have a lovely pair of pajamas? <laughs> and then being like, no, don't want it. Like he will, he will um, quarter a nice soft pair of sweatpants, kind of thing. Not the same. You can't sleep in that. Because even sweatpants, they have an implicit sort of testosterone thing yeah. in the name. You yeah. sweat in your pants. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I'm sweating in my pants. It's not a good thing for my bedroom experience. Right. Um. But like, okay. So like, if men are so resistant to a nice pajama because there's something fe- feminine and weird, like wee willy winky, the kind of yeah. the whole that they whole feel, vibe. Yeah. It's like wearing a little suit to bed with a pocket. <laughs> like it's it's weird. Weird. It's a feminine. It for? What are we supposed to put? What are we putting in there? I don't know. It's like fussy, and like you know, yeah. obviously masculinity is supposed to be the opposite of fussiness. Yeah. Who is the male celebrity or uh, male sort of movement that is going to yeah. get men into jammies? I don't know, but I am so excited to find out. Because I do remember years ago, Scrubs ushered in a, the, the the male onesie. Remember that? <gasps> yes. That was respo- Scrubs was responsible for the onesie. Oh my god, I had not realised that. And yeah. yeah. And now men embrace they, they still do it in that kind of kooky, like, oh my god, I'm wearing a onesie. Thing, yeah, rather like than a just cheap stag night out kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Oh, look at me, I'm dressed as a raccoon. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a sh- an indulgent, nice pyjama. Who would be the man who could do it? The obvious choice is someone like a Timothy Chalamet. I think if he started... But here's the thing. Harry Styles, I think, could make a pyjama Here's the thing, Jen. I'll... You, you've become very distant to the male planet. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I do because my own. Women, women care about Timothy Chalamet and women care yeah. about Harry Styles. But men don't give a right. fuck. Men care about, like, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> who even is he? I, I find his teeth alarming, but... Or, like, who else do men care about? Um, they care about Kendrick Lamar. Okay, so Kendrick Lamar slips into a beautiful leopard print set. And yeah. puts it on his Instagram. Yeah. The age of the drama is, is upon us. Yeah. And then I feel like, because like, yeah, okay. So, all right. Let's say someone in like, who's cool in like rap culture gets into like, here's my lovely pair of pajamas. Yeah. Because rappers are really good at indulging in nice things. Yes. Really. Then we need a filter moment. Like uh-huh. a H&M conscious moment. Okay. <laughs> or yeah. Carhartt. That's what it Carhartt is. Carhartt pajamas. <laughs> they're like overalls, but they're comfortable. We need Carhartt. Okay, so Carhartt, if you're listening, it's time to go into men's pajamas. And when you do that, we're here to help. We're here to help. Because I, I feel will... like I feel it's gonna be one of those like skipped generation things. So I think like my granddad absolutely loves a pajama. My granddad had a pajama as well. But, a silky pajama. But our parents' generation No pajama. They're either just 
I mean, they're mostly nude, I think. Yeah, I think my dad sleeps in his underwear, yeah. Yeah, I don't like to think about it, but I'm pretty sure that's where it goes. And then, but it's time for this generation to circle back and yeah. to understand sleepwear is... Men, bring back the pyjama. Okay, I love this. I love that. That was a very good card for the future of the pyjama. Men, pyjama. Okay, who's next in our bag okay. of garbage? I love the bag of garbage. Pick your garbage. Okay, What's in right. there? Oh, it's one of yours. Okay, could be good, could be bad, we'll find out. Okay, a political one. What? Um, Snapchat slash Instagram filters. Oh, so just for crucial context here, I didn't mean the ones that make you beautiful, I meant the ones that make you look like a little dog. Oh, okay, yeah. it's a thing that I personally have never used, Mm -hmm. and I'm always really kind of curious about it, because... Why? <laughs> no, I do And that's the question you. I'd want to ask the tarot is like, why put a dog nose and ears on? Yeah. <laughs> have it's, you ever done it? No, I haven't, but I have noticed like people who like I like, like really respect. Yeah. Like getting on stories and they're like explaining some shit and they're being like, here's the reason why this bill that's recently been passed is actually really yeah. unfair and isn't why it seems like and they have But they're like a little mouse. Fucking dog ears on. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on with that? Like, I'm not... my theory, I think, I mean, my, my best I can guess is that like those filters were among the first kind of like pretty blurry filters that you could still have on while you were talking, and they would kind yeah. of move. I do think they are the grandmothers of the beauty filters. Yeah, they are. They like, are. like now you can put a thing on and it makes your face actually it makes my face look really weird. I'll be honest. I've never seen one of those filters that, that works very well. But yeah, they were. Yeah, so they were the first ones which could. I can see why out. they're giving the young women brain damage. Like I can absolutely totally see why. But they make your eyes bigger and your lips bigger. Mm. And someone who's got your nose thinner and your eyes brighter. Like they make the yeah. irises brighter. Like it's a weird vibe. As someone who's been um, genetically blessed with already quite creepy golem eyes and quite a big mouth. It's not a good look for me. I like a brat doll. I've tried it. That's the look. It's what you're supposed to be aiming no, but it's, for. No, it's, it's, un, it's unnerving. All um, right, okay. okay. What was the future? What's the reason? What's going on the here? Re- okay, it's the high priestess. Oh, are we... Wow. Okay, interpret that for well, the So the high the priestess, I suppose, is a lot about like the divine feminine and about kind mm. of intuition and about mysteries and about accessing the magic within. And it's, not, it's not actually about the external world. It's about... The, the inside and what's happening in, in the subconscious, your inner mm. self, kind of going behind the veil. And I don't know, I suppose if I were going to interpret this, and this is, I suppose, a generous interpretation, and maybe I'm going to... Weirdly seeing this card makes me feel a bit better about the little dog filter. Oh, it's dog. about... Because in some ways, the dog filter... We just talked about it being as being about beauty and almost being about a vanity thing and mm. wanting your skin to be better and your face to be smoother. But is it almost about sort of disguising the physical self... And when you want to talk about these issues, you actually allow the inner self to come out because you look like a little dog and that's obviously not you, but you're not being judged for the way you look because everybody looks like a tiny little dog with dog ears and dog eyes and dog nose. Is that a profound insight or have I had too much wine? I'm not too sure. I think there's something here. There's something here around, like, I think a lot of this political or the, or the, the discourse around filters is it's somehow catfishing or it's lying. And actually... You can you can see it when it's there. Like it's really obvious when someone has a filter on their face, and obviously yeah. the, the cat and dog filters even more obviously. And it's almost a little bit of way of of wearing a mask and speaking truth, and that sort of like almost dramatic tradition oh. of I'm allowed to put my face out there because it's not really my face, and I can speak from behind this very silly face. <gasps> yes, yes, okay. Because there's this thing of like I've always maintained that like 
the happiest celebrities are the ones who are able to create a hologram of themselves. Yes. And the hologram, they're able to, like, when they're really good at it, like someone like a Dolly Parton, right, mm. who's like so perfect, at, so great celebrity, or The Rock, right? Yeah. They're able, the perfect hologram of themselves, they're almost able to point over their shoulder using a laser pointer. Yes. While the rest of them lives their real life and yeah. the hologram does the work. And is the dog filter, that version of like, hey, we all know this isn't real. We all know this isn't what I look like. I'm wearing dog ears so you know that I know that that I know that. Here's the thing I want to talk about. Totally. It's almost like it, it like sort of lifts off that outer skin and that glamour and puts it forward and allows you to disconnect with what's true and real behind it without being distracted by the face in front yeah, of you. Yeah, this is deep. God, we've gone really deep. Now. This is like a medium article. <laughs> How the little Snapchat dog filters help you access your true inner self. Yeah, maybe they do. I mean, the thing is, I've never put one on and maybe that's what I'm missing out on. Maybe you're afraid. I Well, I've never are. done a story with my face in it because I think yeah. I wouldn't really want to look at my big gurning face coming back at me. It's and a, maybe putting a dog face on would make me feel happier because I'd be like, obviously that's not... I do happy. sometimes do the old uh, to-camera thing and the filter I put on, my go-to filter is the sort of... um. It's like a vintagey camera thing Ooh, where it's okay. like, the, and, and the, there's like numbers running that like yeah. look, look as if it's like a home video from the 70s. And I literally, I've only just realized when I put that on, it's like, first of all, I want to look, I want my face to look blurry and nice. Mm. And I don't want strangers to see that I've got like acne scars or bags on my eyes or weird hair that day or whatever. Um, but I also want them to know that I know that I have a filter on. Yes. And that you are, there is a certain level of, I don't want to say distance, but distance. And, yeah. this, is, this is my public self. The private self sits behind it. A separation of. The oh two. my god! I, that was a real. That's a real thinker. I think when that came out of the bag, I was like, I don't know what we're going to say about this, but. Oh my god! All the right. Terror is actually delivered for us there. Okay. Yeah, well, we're also we have proper like galaxy brain tonight as well, don't we? We're like I love re- that. We're elevating. Okay, got another one. Okay. It's yours or mine? Oh god, I put loads in there. <laughs> Prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco. Come on. Okay. There are so many fridge magnets about Prosecco. It's like, it's a thing. It's more than just a drink. It's a culture. It's, no, I agree. I totally agree. And people get weird about it. They're like, oh, I won't drink Prosecco. I'm going to drink Cremant now because somehow Prosecco. Or Cava. Cava oh, has become the chic one, right? Yeah. Prosecco's got this sort of like loaded, freighted cultural context. And it's just sparkling wine. Let's yeah. It's from Italy. And we had a bottle of it tonight. We did. And, you know, this episode is sponsored by the bottle of Prosecco. I've <laughs> <laughs> just been That's hanging it. around in my living room for the last two weeks. Um, but um, you're right. Yeah. And I remember when you and I have been friends for like 10, 11 years. Um, and when we first met, when we were working in advertising, um, the Prosecco was everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah. Every kind of celebration yeah. was marked by Prosecco. Yeah. Um, and then it did like veer into birthday cards and meme territory. Yeah, and it was always that kind of like looping gold calligraphy font. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's become and it's very bridesmaids vibes. Very bridesmaids vibes. And a lot of bad press about it. Like there was like mm. the Prosecco smile where people apparently were like losing their gums because Prosecco was so sugary. I remember it was one of those horrible scare articles. <laughs> Prosecco smiles. You've had so much Prosecco that your teeth changed. Yeah. But it, it's so interesting when, like, a drink that was previously very neutral. Like, I feel like yeah. nobody 
Like, I remember in that ad agency we used to work at, one of the boasts that they had, one of the old heads had, was that they made gin and tonic a young person's drink. Ugh, as if they did that. As if, uh, first of all, <laughs> as if they did that. But also, you kind of do forget that, like, drinks do have their seasons, Tasty. right? yeah. Like, I, like, Pims for a while uh, was very old Britain, very uncool, and then it kind of became cool yes. again, you know? And Prosecco's had its moment, but Prosecco, I'm going to assume, without knowing any of the history of it, has probably been around for quite some time now. I'm yeah. Guess a few hundred years. It's just Italian sparkling wine. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. Quite and sweet. yet, and yet, Cava has the sort of chic Ooh. thing. Like there, there it, I, I had that experience recently where I was going to a dinner at a friend's house, and I went to the sort of like the corner shop off license that was near them, and it only had prosecco, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy that. And then I went like the next one only yeah. prosecco, and then I went to the next one. Just yeah. to get Cava because it has a classier overtone. There's some different. If there's a different feel to it, yeah. and the absolute honest truth is, I probably couldn't taste the difference between the two. No, nope. but you, but you'll have a certain association with it, and I yeah. think Prosecco weirdly has been has been tarnished. It has been tarnished. And it's gold fine. It, it's not as fine. It's very nice. We just had we a, just had a nice bottle. Yeah. What's the future? What's of the it? future? Let's draw a card. <laughs> the devil. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. So I like this for, for the Prosecco because the devil is a card that the tarot... Also, can you just take a moment for how great this particular iteration of the devil is? Oh, she's got a full bush and hairy legs. This fantastic. Fantastic. I love her. <laughs> um, Big bush. Love it. So the devil is a card that's about... Basically about being trapped. It's not about Satan. It's not about devil worship. It's a card about feeling trapped in a situation, often in patterns or often in sort of mm-hmm. loops beyond your control. And it it can speak to some of the biggest things in life. It can speak to things like addiction or being trapped in toxic relationships. It can also speak to very small things, you know, mm-hmm. like constantly being in your overdraft or like having to have six cups of, cups of coffee to function. And yeah. I feel a little bit like one of the things we, people don't always realise about the tarot is that there's no card that's good or, or completely bad. They all have shadow and light sides. And the, the dark sides of the devil are quite apparent. It is a manifestation of difficult things in your life. But there's a real gift in it. And in most versions of the tarot, you'll see kind of people who are chained at a devil's feet. But the mm. chains around their necks are really loose. Like, they have the ability if they want mm, to. They always hang on the ground a bit. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of a little bit, like, almost complicit in their own mm-hmm. entrapment. And there's this sense of... You keep on saying oh, I can't help it, it's just the way it is, things yeah. are like this. But actually, if you wanted to change, you could. And in this metaphor, I like to think of Prosecco as having been trapped <gasps> in its own bad marketing and its own kind of cultural connotations. And I like this idea of maybe it yeah. throwing off its chains, throwing off those it, kind it's of... It's a perfectly nice drink. Just being like, fuck you guys, I'm actually a very good Italian sparkling wine. And I'm not... I'm always going to, like, own the fact that I've been a little bit used and abused by the gift birthday card industry <laughs> and balloons. And, and I'm actually going to... I think maybe... Yeah. Find itself again. Oh! I think Prosecco's got a bright future. Love that for her! I think give it ten years, and we'll be thinking Prosecco. It'll be chic again. It'll be chic again. Maybe not just... I think... I don't want it to be... I love this trend forecasting hour. It's fabulous. Not, not like chic in the sense of it's going to be in the magazines... I think it will just become a drink that has, hasn't got that kind of baggage attached to it. I want Prosecco yeah. to shake off its chains. Yeah. And just live it, it may, may be like, Yeah, the way that, like, you know, red or white wine doesn't have a baggage attached to it, right? Totally. This is just trend forecasting. I love it. I absolutely love it. What's next? What's In the next? garbage bag. Mm. Oh, my God. This one's very cute. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? 
question mark? <laughs> Our friendship question mark? Explain. <laughs> Are we trash culture? <laughs> Are we sentimental garbage? Yeah, we are sentimental. We are, we are sentimental, and oh, I've, 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 just, I've just been friends with you a long time. I thought it'd be sweet if I was just like, "What's next for us?" <laughs> well, you're truly one of my um my dearest and least problematic bonds. Oh my god! It's just like it requires so little gardening, and it produces so much fruit. <laughs> We are like a lovely wild garden. Because, yeah. You know, it's naturally pollinated by the bees of our occasional text messages, walks in the woods, and then new holidays. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, our friendship. Okay. What's, for it. what's next for our friendship? What's next for our friendship specifically? Specifically, Jen and Caroline. Jen and Caroline. I hope it's a good one. Seven of Cups. Seven of Cups. Don't love that for her. I don't dislike that for us actually. So explain Seven of Cups to the listeners. So in the tarot, the cups are all about emotions. They're all about the heart. They're about feelings. Um, They can talk about creative energy. They can talk about relationships. They can talk about different types Mm. of love. So you find all sorts of things in the cups. And the Seven is kind of card of of imagination and fantasy and of having lots of different directions that things can Mm. go in and having that sense of like, there are all these possibilities where do I want it to go? I don't hate this for us, to be honest, because I always feel like our friendship, as we've just said, it is a wild garden. It's quite organic. Mm. You know, it hasn't ever been like, oh, we're going to make it be like this. We don't have a regimented... We've never had... We've never been people to have, like, a, an appointment, standing yeah. appointment brunch or dinner or anything. We've always just sort of allowed this friendship to flourish quite naturally and to sort of have its moments where it's, where it's really in bloom and have its moments yeah. where it's sort of in the sort of hibernation phases because we're both very busy. Yeah. But I feel like what I like about the Seven of Cups for our friendship is that sense of what do we what do we want it to be? And actually kind of having a moment of, of thinking like where where do we want to go? Is there something is there something we could do when we've been doing tarot together? Is there something we can do more together? Do we want to go and do something? Do we want to finally go to Norway like we keep on talking about? And then go, we were gonna go to Norway. We were, it didn't happen. Like I would say this to the listeners as well, is that like I do think that this is a conversation I often have with Gavin about stag do's versus Hindus. Yeah. And why do I despise every Hindu I've ever been invited to? So and why does he like look forward quite pleasantly to every stag yeah. do he's ever been on? And what I always tell him is that like because women on the daily hold each other to very high mm. standards of friendship. And I love that about us because we we show up for each other in big ways, um, but we also expect a lot from each other sometimes as well. And like it's beautiful and it's very fecund, but I think can also put a lot of pressure on people. Mm. And I do think lots of women fight very hard to make their friendships look or feel a certain way. Yes. And there's a lot of like, you didn't show up for me. You didn't, weren't yeah. there for me on this and that kind of thing. And, and there's a lot of fear in female friendships sometimes that if you let someone go or if you don't, if you kind of forget to get someone a birthday present that year yeah. or don't show up for whatever, this or that or the other, that you've somehow eaten into this bank account yes. of goodwill and you'll never get it back or you need to do something really huge to get it back, like yeah. send her flowers or something. When really all like long good friendships just exist in this natural ebb and flow that if it's a real thing doesn't need to be conditioned quite as much as yeah, you think it should be it's resilient and it's got the strength to survive yeah different moments and different experiences i do think there's a huge amount of anxiety with women and their friends yeah. much more than women in their relationships i yeah completely yeah but i i think we're very lucky in that, I, think that. <laughs> I also would like to pull out 
because I just spotted it looking at this card that um, famously within the Seven of Cups, there's a card which has snakes in it. And, oh, uh, yeah. And one of the things that we often talk mm. about, a lovely metaphor. Talk about the code. Um, it's a beautiful code. Um, so I particularly definitely get quite depressed and quite anxious at times and go a bit off the radar. And I find it very hard to tell people about it when it's happening, including my beloved friends like Caroline. And the way I describe it is as though I have a handbag full of snakes and I can't tell anybody about the snakes in the handbag because then they'll they'll panic mm. and then I'll panic because I'll be like shit my handbag is full yeah. of snakes and I told you about this and um certainly during the pandemic my handbag was chock full of vipers like it was it was a seething pit of snakes and you made this beautiful friendship code that you sent me a whatsapp and it was just like how many snakes are in your handbag is it one snake? <laughs> Just send me an emoji. Is it? Is it two snakes? You're doing okay, but maybe I should check in on you. Is it three snakes? I'm gonna start calling the police. <laughs> and yeah. I think there was also a flower scale. There was a flower scale. I focused on snakes. That was butterflies, yeah. actually. Butterflies. Like, I'm yeah. actually fine. But the idea that I'd be like, I'm absolutely totally fine sending you three butterflies. I just can't be asked to reply to your text would probably be wrong. You put it in there for symmetry, but it was truly yeah. all about the snakes. And this card to me speaks of. The fact that there can be great joy. There's rainbows in it. There's like a lovely tiny lady. There's a weird ghost. But also sometimes there are snakes. And I like the fact that our friendship, there will be snakes and handbags in future. And we will both know how to respect the fact that the other is having a bad time. Having a bad snake time. Yeah. Um, use the WhatsApp code for us and some snakes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Thank you very well. You have snakes, okay. I have snakes. Anyway, you all got guys, snakes. if you're ever thinking about a lovely metaphor for feeling depressed... Is your handbag full of snakes? Just tell your friends that. It's easier sometimes. To tell say. your friends. Tell your friends. And also, like, if you have a friend who's handbag snake prone, mm. create a WhatsApp code. Develop a code. Yeah. Just don't, don't, don't sit around bitching that they're being uncommunicated yeah. or whatever, because that doesn't help. Maybe they're having a snaky time. Maybe they're having a snake time. And sometimes we are. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Next up. Is it my turn? Right. Yeah. Having a lovely time going through all this. Oh, 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 two stuck together. Oh, should I take them both out? Yeah, sure, why not? See if they work together. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to see what the what the remix here is. Okay, this is fantastic. Okay, I'm so glad they were stuck together because I feel this is significant. Julia Stiles and Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, what if it turns out that they're like in love? <laughs> what if it turns out they're in love? Or they hate one another very much and they're in uh, trapped in a long mutual enmity. 
Oh my god. I mean, I don't know, but the fact that they were stuck together in this garbage bag feels mm. very significant to me. I feel like the universe is trying to tell us something. I know okay. nothing about what their current lives are like. I only know them from Kelly. Yeah, I think Julia Stiles, right. I mean, I, I think she's fresh in my brain because we did a Save the Last Dance episode recently. Wonderful. And I've been thinking about her a lot in the sense that, like, mm. she really ruled over the early noughties, like, 10 minutes ahead about you and Save the Last Dance and stuff. And she was really this sort of... Uh, the Prince and Me? Did she do that? The Prince and Me. Oh, was my that? God. Was that one? That yeah, lovely brown that. bob of hers. Oh, yeah. I was so happy with the print when she did the prints of me because she finally found a haircut for her face shape. <laughs> She's such a beautiful woman. But she She's had so many bad she, hair she had, had not had hair like there are so many gir- women <laughs> this is a, so many women I know that I think of like why are you hanging on to that long hair for? Your face doesn't suit it. Am I one of those women? You're not one of those women. You've had hair of many lengths and you're beautiful at every length. Just checking. But there are women that I know socially that I get like, you're holding on to a lot of stringy hair. Mm. And I think you need to let go because yeah. you'd look lovely with a little bob. Yes, yes. I think some people are afraid that it's somehow like less feminine. feminine yeah. Or less sexy. And actually... I definitely have had moments in my life where, particularly as a tarot reader, my hair's got very long. And mm. I've been like, I think I now have passed into witch territory and I have to be very careful yeah. of that. Yeah. And yeah, you've got, you've got to find the right hair for your face. I'm I'm in a hair experimentation phase moment yes. where I'm letting it grow really long. Interesting. But it looks a bit like Garth from Wayne's World. So <laughs> quite, quite yellow and dry. <laughs> no! Have you considered hair oil? It's magical. I might have to, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I put Julie Siles in there because of that. And I put Chris Rock in there because of, you know, the Will Smith yeah. stuff happened quite yeah. recently, so he's in my brain. But maybe um, she's due a comeback because she's a woman of a certain age, and he's due a comeback because he's disgraced himself. No, no, he's not disgraced himself. Has he? Arguably. He made a bad, off, he made an off-colour joke about Jane Pinkett Smith. And then Will Smith slapped him. And it was a very funny day on the internet. It was so funny day on the internet. But it wasn't a very funny joke. That's the thing. That's, no, it was a bad I'm joke. I'm watching it going, oh, you really put yourself in the line of fire for something that was... Not worth it. Not worth it. And also quite hard to... I, I think a lot of the news outlets had to explain the joke because it wasn't self-evident. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen to them though? I wonder if the tarot knows. The two... Ju- Julia Stiles and Chris Rock are going to work on something together. Okay. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Am I playing the card? Yes, yeah, you are. I'm, I'm putting this card. They're going to work together on the Four of Pentacles. Okay. So what's interesting about this card, yeah. which is not very much, if I'm really honest. A lot of Pentacles are done, so let's, say, let's just say it. The Four of Pentacles is a very slow card. It's very much like a kind of stable table card. It's sort of that thing of mm. sitting in a place that's safe and not pushing any boundaries and not being out there and not like trying something new huh and maybe what this says is that i mean i don't know what julia stars have been up to but i'm going to guess the fact that i've not heard of her for a while apart from one she now was TV in dexter drum. brilliant is that i think she's found her niche and i think she's yeah. probably quite she's probably living a very fulfilled and happy life oh like, yeah whatever her life is i do not know and it's out of the media gaze and she's not sort of raising her head above the parapet 
And maybe this is just to say that Chris Rock should take a fucking leaf from Julia Stiles' book and just stay in his lane. Just get a stable TV job. Just get, like, a job. On, on, a, on a CBS crime drama. Oh, my God. Just, like, do that. Like, just be commissioned. Be a wise cracking detective. By, by HBO, which is scripted, so you can't say anything offensive about anybody's partners and cause oh. drama anywhere. I think he did, I think he needs more Four of Pentacles. I think Julia yeah. Stars is probably Stay in it. your lane, Chris. Stay in your lane. Wind it down. Wind it down. And Julia, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing your thing. Just real contrast there between How immense would it be if there was like suddenly like a deadline article that was like, Julia Stars and Chris Rock came up. <laughs> Save the last dance too. Oh my God. Or for like a very just tame sounding drama. I <laughs> it's like, this time it's about a ballerina who learns stand-up comedy. <laughs> Okay, I would watch it. She brings the finesse of her ballet training to the rough world of stand-up comedy. I would watch that. No, you wouldn't. I would watch anything that sounded that weird. You would watch anything. I've got, stuff. Look, I've got no taste. It's, I'm famous for my lack of taste. All the most intellectual people I know have shit taste in TV, and I love that. I, if I, People always say things like, have you seen The Wire? I have not. No. Have you seen what's that one succession? I have no idea what happens in But the have moment. you seen all of Shadow and Bone? Yes, you <laughs> <I> have. Have. <laughs> have I seen, yeah, have I watched every single episode of Grey's Anatomy, of which there are 18 seasons, 20 episodes per, per season? Nuts. Yes, some of them twice. And I love that for me, and I will not apologise for it. I love it. Thanks, thanks. It, it shows that you're like challenged and exercised within your like daily life that you don't need. I, I just think there's so much like and, and this is kind of very much at the heart of sentimental garbage and of course the last time I appeared on this beautiful podcast we talked about SJ Mass yeah who probably isn't considered by many to be the, the epitome of great taste but writes an incredibly good book oh yeah she does tightly plotted horny AF mm. lots of fairy tale in there absolutely love it and I will not be ashamed of reading every single one of those 800 page horny fairy books I wish she was in here, but she isn't. Oh my god, I would so love to read Sarah Jamal. I would love to read her tarot. Big cries in public. <laughs> Big cries in public slash with pals. I, I love crying, man. As people, oh, as listeners crying. of this podcast will know, I love to cry. It's just, I think it's a very important skill to have. Yeah. To be able to have, but also to not just keep your cries to like the dark hours of the night when no one can see mm. you. Just to acknowledge that you have feelings. Yeah. And you I, have so this, to cry a lot. This went, went in today because I was at work and I was asking people around around my desk being like, what are kind of, I was like, particularly elements of things that women do or kind of female culture, I was asking the men, mm-hmm. that you find like you don't really understand or you don't really get. And the guy sitting opposite me, he just went, emotions. And I was like, what? <laughs> emotions. I was like, well, do you, you have emotions? He's like, yeah, but like showing them. And I, I sort of dug a bit deeper and he was like, crying, crying a lot in public. And he he was kind of like, I think mm. sometimes people are a bit alarmed by the fact that particularly mm. women do it. I do it a lot. I think I it's very it healthy to get your cries out. Yeah. When was yeah. the last time you had a big cry? Oh, <laughs> a really 
really good so, one. So, a real proper, like... Oh. I do think there's a, there's a slight grading on the curve situation here because, mm. um, again, as listeners of this podcast will go, I my favourite kind of crying to do and the crying I do most often is I get very moved by things mm-hmm. and I get when things are really good and yeah. when everyone oh, yeah. when everyone has like tried their best at a piece mm-hmm. of art and like it has moved me like it is nothing that sends me over the edge more and I like it, it can be embarrassing like Gavin said to me once he was like I remember when I first saw you do that I thought I was like oh my god I'm with this like deep woman <laughs> It was like really moved by things or whatever, and, and he was like, "No, I really resented about you because like <laughs> you were." She was like, re- "You reduce the person you're with to the level of carer just because you become so instantly raw." <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it, right, and I can see him like we went to like a museum exhibit the other day, and I start I, I started bawling, and like I've got to this point now where like I try not to draw attention to mm. it, kind of thing. I could seem like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, and what's that about? Because what a beautiful thing to just be able... No one shames but you for the, laughing in public. But the thing is, well, I do get it, it, where it's like yeah. that thing of like, the person is being visibly more affected than you are. So they're kind of... You know when someone's like taking up all the air in the room with their emotions? Yes. Like imagine if I told you about something terrible that had happened to me and then you got more upset than I was and then I'd be a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I so I do get it. Yeah, no, that that is fair. But I still think on balance. Let me cry. A big cry can be really... Just like, just showing emotion. Having a lovely cry with your friends. I just think it's a thing that... Yeah. Is such an important part of so many of my friendships is the fact that once in a while, you just pop the cork. Mm. And you, you know go... I, it can be like a tiny, tiny thing that set you off that's actually completely irrelevant. And you're having a lovely weep and you're like, it's not actually about that thing. It's yeah. Like, I've just got so many things I actually have a lot of feelings about. Can we talk it through? And you're just allowed to talk it through. And what's great about that is that when you have a friend who like cries fairly frequently, mm. like I've seen you cry a bunch of times. And oh, like, yeah. It's, you know, doesn't, it doesn't alarm me anymore. No. It's like she's gone through some stuff. She's letting out the pressure valve. But like I was with a friend the other day and I've known her for a really long time, mm. longer than I've known you. Um, and she cried for the first time I've ever seen her cry. Oh, wow. And it was because she was just driven to the edge on a subject and she mm. just couldn't deal anymore and she really needed help. But, like, it was funny because I didn't... I'm not asking her to be different or you to be different or anyone to be different, but it was, like, because I didn't have the language of her crying, I was, mm. like, I, like, for, like, five minutes, I could just, all I could hear was alarm bells of being, like, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I couldn't, like, be there for her in the moment for for a few minutes because I was like okay oh well, how do I she's I've never seen this yeah you know? I don't, what do I do with this yeah person is emoting in this way? whereas if you have a friend that cries very frequently you're Hello. like yeah she's alright she's okay she's just like she's just got feelings leaking out yeah. of her eyes I don't think a cry is always a cry for help no I definitely don't yeah. and in fact I I feel like sometimes when I'm having a big cry yeah. I had one quite recently actually and um I had a big cry it was in public and you know when it sort of started you just can't really Bring yeah. it in and be like, I'm gonna head home. I've had I've had a lovely cry about and I was having a cry in my Uber home, just yeah. feeling my feelings, just staring out the window as though I was in some kind of drama. I was having like a, a gentle weep, and the, and the poor Uber driver kept being like, "Are you okay, madam?" Because yeah. obviously I'm old madam. Enough. Are you okay? And I was like, "Don't worry, don't, I'm just I'm fine. I'm just feeling a lot of feelings. You don't need to be alarmed. I'm I'm not I'm not not okay. It's just a natural part." of me processing some stuff yeah. and and he was clearly like this woman she's crazy she's getting a one star rating oh my god <laughs> you're like that lord song liability i was a liability 
and I kind of let myself home started me a little weep and I sat on my stairs and I had a bit more of a cry like a proper like oh really and then I was like okay got it all out now put my nice pyjamas on yeah went to bed absolutely fine the next day the thing about <laughs> the thing about crying <laughs> it really I was like I, you just have the moment where you go okay done done now <laughs> yeah. I'm finished I'm the, happy the thing about crying is that even when you're having your worst cry you're always a little bit aware of the like photogenicness of your own crying. Uh, which is very poor on mine. I'm no, very, no, I'm but very like, red but you, you know I mean? like even the romantic drama of your own crying, yeah. you get a bit like a part of you is a bit like, oh, I'm a woman in a film. Have you ever? Because I have on like one occasion made the mistake of glancing at myself in a mirror whilst mm. having a big cry, and then like agreed to never do that again. <laughs> Oh, you've, ne- you've never taken a few glassy-eyed selfies of you, no! you just oh after God. or just before a cry? No, I've never done that. But I think there's one occasion where I, I still remember it because I think I was having a big cry and I, I don't know, I think I just needed to like get something from the bathroom and I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, oh God, this is awful. Am I subjecting my friends to this? My, my horrible red face? I don't think you're an ugly crier. sausage eyelids that have like swelled up. Yeah, that's it. We are all getting to the age where we are sausaging up, aren't we? Oh, it's very Bad. It's bad. Yeah, it was better when we were younger. Yeah. <laughs> it was we were able to cry glassier, but you're right. I do notice that a puffing. Oh, completely. Just like a full Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't know, it's a very it's, There's it's a like, reason why you only like, see young women crying in public, it's right? It's like labia for the eyes. <laughs> it is like a labia for the eyes. A big puffy, puffy puss. Oh my god, I know. We have to stop. Awful. <laughs> but I still, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. That's the reason you only see 22 year olds crying in public. Totally. Well, they don't get big vaggy eyes. No. <laughs> so horrible. Horrible. horrible Did we even pull a tarot card for this? Should we quickly just okay, in case? Yeah, and then we'll move on. Let's do two more. The Nine of Cups. I hate that card. Why? You hate it because in the Rider Waite, it's yeah. this like very smug looking man. Yeah, he looks. Them- he looks like the, guy, like, the kind, the kind of guy who says, "I love eating pussy." <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he's got, like, it's a mantelpiece, 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 mantelpiece yeah. full of cups. You're completely right. Yeah. But first of all, we're not reading from the right away. It's a woman. She's got her beret, yeah. a jaunty beret, I would say as well. Yeah, she looks a bit like No Face from Spirited Away. She does, and she's yeah. got her legs open in a very like manspready way. Um, but the Nine of Cups is a card that I refer to as the card of a woman in her prime, mm. like when she just like feels herself, knows herself. It's like living for the things that make her happy and not worrying about other people, which I think is pretty much what we have just talked about <laughs> with crying. Crying freely with your big, mad vagina you eyes. And, just, and not being ashamed of your vaggy eyes. <laughs> just going like, fine, I'm having a cry. What of it? Saying to your Uber yeah. driver, don't worry about me. I am not actually a liability. I'm going to go home and I'm going to yeah. be absolutely fine. That's the thing. I haven't had like a big cry in public alone in a really long time. Well, you just haven't lived on your own. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'll tell you what, it's much easier. <laughs> when you haven't got a partner or a housemate, yeah. a public cry solo is, I'll be honest, not just a common occurrence, but sometimes a bit of a treat. <laughs> You'll be in a cafe and you're just like, you might edge on some sunglasses if you're a bit worried and you'll just be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm just feeling my feelings. I'm just feeling my, I just, I love that. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. A real insight to how I live my Saturdays. (laughs) Eating your enormous charcuterie and crying. (laughs) Alone. Alone. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay, what have we got? What have we got? (laughs) 
pubes. It's pubes. It's pubes. What's the future of pubes? Okay. Who's this? It's the queen of pentacles. Okay. So she keeps her own garden. She, like, the queen of pentacles is the ultimate gardening card of the time. Yeah, she's the gardener, yeah. She's about, she, I think I, in Wildcard, we talk about her as sort of embodying um, that phrase that William Morris had, which was keep nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or find to be beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And I think that the Queen of Pentacles would find pubes to be both useful and beautiful. <laughs> I, she she's not a bit this is not the Marie Kondo card she is like yeah. maximalist she's kind of like mm. she's all about sensation she's all about having nice things you're mm. allowed to have nice things you're allowed to enjoy them she's about touch she's about physical kind of sensory experience and I think she's probably quite pro pube I just she's really pro-pube. I just don't think if, she, if I mean this card does not have a bush unlike the devil but if she did I think it would be quite a uh, a full yeah but sh- a shaped full bush yeah but maybe with like some flowers plaited into it do you know what I mean I feel like I'm really out of touch with what pubes are doing right now en masse okay. like I feel like for a while everyone was talking about waxes and Brazilians and the, yeah. the landing strip and the triangle and the Hollywood and all that and I feel like maybe it's an age thing maybe younger women talk about pubes more but I, I, I don't know what the general consensus is with pubes right now I, to be honest, I'm not sure that I do either. It would be <laughs> lovely if there was like a YouGov pubes yeah. tracker each week. Like, what's the state of the nation on pubes? Yeah. I would say, um, as a woman who has sex with men, I've been alarmed by the number of men who don't have pubes in recent years. Really? Because I think a penis without any kind of covering is... Do you think they trim it, don't they? It's trimming, totally. Please yeah. do. Yeah. But I've seen too many that are just full baldy. Like waxed. Like shaved right down, hmm. but what's quite odd because obviously most men have like hair. It, it, it's a, a it's like the inverse of pubes because it's the only part of their body with no hair on it. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I don't love that. And you can't say that to someone when they when they're naked with you. But I am always a bit taken aback by hmm. a, it. Just looks a bit cold. God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I think there probably are actually statistics about what number of people have pubes and don't. And I feel like clearly what's fashionable is to have no pubes or to have the little moustache one. Weirdly, I I think now the young women, Mm. they uh, wax their pubes, but Mm. they keep their leg hair long. They're not not arsed about their leg hair. That's like the men I've dated, clearly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I, I'm, and obviously girls with armpit hair but no pubes I just think that's that's nuts to us obviously but we're we're old yeah we don't know we're old as shit I'm old enough to remember um, was it Elizabeth Hurley whose pubes were very famously in a magazine shoot oh like no. bursting out of the side of her pants I feel like oh it was a, yeah that is ringing a bell yeah and, and just famously just like had a full bush just like peeking out of her knickers in a photo shoot and it was a whole thing at the time. I clearly, I'm really showing my age. But yeah. that's how I, I mean, Elizabeth Hurley clearly has no pubes down and hasn't had them no. for 20 years. No, I'd say lasered. I do wonder if the lasered women regret it. I've had laser. Have you? But only on the edges of my pubes. Oh, and that's handy. I don't regret it. I would okay. regret it if I'd gone for the full 
the people yeah. area. Yeah. Why do ass pubes exist? Why? Like evolutionary. Why? There's, there's an evolutionary reason for front pubes. There is no evolutionary reason for ass pubes, and also, frankly, they are clearly a, they are a risk factor. Yeah. Why? Why did the body go? I'll just put some there. Muffling. <laughs> Final one. Okay. I is the right one to end on. Oh my on god! What is it? For so many reasons. It's live, laugh, love. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Live, laugh, love. They lived. They laughed. They loved. So we talked about doing a podcast. We've been talking about this for years. For years about just doing. An, an expose. An expose on live, laugh, love. A thing that I find egregious. Yeah. Even though I try not to. Whenever I see a live, laugh, love sign, fridge magnet, Facebook profile picture, mm-hmm. it sends a little shudder all through my I think body. You, had a, you had a recent experience as well of like <laughs> an ex who, who married someone new and you had a little browse offer. Uh, as one does, of course. Of course, as one does. And, and she had a live, laugh, love situation going on. Massively. Yeah. And there was a bit of me that went, I dated someone who's married someone who yeah. ironically uses lip gloss. Which means you have to have at least some things in common with that woman. Yeah. So, but why? Um, but and I and I think a thing that we've talked about before about live love love is it is. I know I'm snobby about it. I feel like I look down on live laugh love as a concept. And I think like live laugh love, but also all the other kind of like oh everything. quotey sort of. A quote on anything. Yeah. Again, in that prosecco gold font. font. Yeah. It's always there. But the thing that I am still shook by and is one of the greatest pieces of trivia that I think I've ever mm. heard is you, I think you posted on Instagram when we were talking about it one evening. Yes, I have so many good you, And you were like, anyone know anything about it? Or what's the deal with Live, Laugh, Love? And someone pointed out that the origin of Live, Laugh, Love is... Joyce. James Joyce. Yeah. Finnegan's Wake? I Maybe. I, th- I believe yeah. it's Finnegan's Wake. They lived, they laughed, they loved. <laughs> He was the original Live, Laugh, Love. Hun. James Joyce is the originator so of good. Live, Laugh, Love. And someone could have made him like an embroidered scatter cushion with that on. He might have put it in his He might have liked it. And looked at really it whilst he was... I, that was the day on Instagram when I asked every, all my followers like what, about their reactions to Live, Laugh, Love. My favourite response... Well, there was like loads of girls who was like, do you know what? I have it as a tattoo on my foot and... Oh my God, yes! As in, I, 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 they were like, I got it when I was a student and there was a time when I regretted it and now I think it's funny and I think... And I love those girls and they, they have a special place in my heart. But there was this one girl who like, she thought it was so funny, the whole live, laugh, love mm-hmm. thing. And, and clearly it was like a private joke. I think she was mostly having with herself mm-hmm. that she found it hilarious, <laughs> which I really relate to. Oh, yes. yeah. And for her anniversary with her boyfriend she bought him a spreader bar do you know what that is i yes i do so for the uninitiated <laughs> for those who don't know kink um a spreader bar is like um, a, a bdsm sort of fun tool that couples use and it's like um it sort of forces a woman's legs apart it's like yeah very part of that culture um but she bought it for him and and she had it engraved with live laugh laugh <laughs> Which I think is the funniest thing I have ever heard. What was his reaction? His reaction was, he first of all, he didn't know what the spreader bar was. <laughs> and he didn't understand the quote. And she had to explain both things. And it just got completely lost. And he was like, okay. Surely at that point, you just immediately dump 
I love that woman. <laughs> Whoever you are. The, the fact that she has swallowed her own world in that relationship. She's so just, funny to me. She's just like living in her own beautiful world of oh, just love, like, love. Just like things. things that really amuse her. <laughs> oh my God. I would love someone to write one of those sort of Fifty Shades-esque books. Which is called Live, Laugh, Love. And it'd just be... Yeah, spread your bikes. <laughs> we must, I suppose, before we close, draw a card for Live, Laugh, Love. Oh, my God. What's the future of Live, Laugh, Love? You must pull this card in. Oh, you must okay. tell us. Only, only I can tell you. Only I. Only you. The hermit. <laughs> Live, Laugh, Love is going away for a long rest. A long, long rest. Because I mean, it is a holy man. I, and look, it requires rest. <laughs> I I do think that the only way to interpret this is that live laugh love needs to go and reconnect with its inner self. It like you know man. We've already said this. James Joyce originated it. It's it, like it's like a band that starts touring and it forgets why it started playing music. It doesn't. You know? it, it, it needs to go on like a solitary retreat somewhere and like chop wood and be silent and do a lot wow. of yoga. And have a word with itself and become back refreshed, renewed, and transformed. And maybe it can make the Prosecco journey, but maybe <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be well, you never know. Maybe they'll go hand in hand. Like the hermit is not a card of not being liked, it's not a card of not being it's not a card of not being loved, of not laughing, of not living. It's <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a card of introspection, it's a card of self-reflection, it's a card of taking time away from the world to work out what you really mean to yourself what does and, it mean and i think i would like to imagine um that the power of your podcast is that more people will begin to see the true meaning of live laugh love and not just write because it i do think nobody ever gets a live laugh love tattoo or poster or decal on the yeah. wall unless they're in a truly desperate situation completely and let's be absolutely honest about it it's not a bad motto. No! Live, laugh, love. Those are all really good things. They're like... Well, they're very pure expression than, like, of a great way to live. The thing about the live, laugh, love people is that they are people who, like, aren't career obsessed yeah. the way the idiots like you and I are, who are yeah. just, like, pursuing this end goal that the, the bar is always moving yeah. and therefore we can never reach your happiness. Like, it's just sweat, toil, expire for yeah. us. It's not live, laugh, love. We both die. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> yeah, if we could just, like, live for the weekend a bit more. Yeah. Go on nice trips. If we could just laugh a bit more. And and love. And live. I, I think maybe the reason that we get so, like, ugh about it is because of some... It reminds us of who we are not. It reminds us of the things that we should... We probably should be embracing yeah. more. Embrace but living and laughing and loving more. Maybe I'll get a live, laugh, love tattoo. You hardened career woman. And get just, a tattoo. Yeah, or a little, little sign for my house. <laughs> yeah, and paint it into the walls. Secretly, I'll write it underneath everything. Look, I think live, laugh, love... <gasps> Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. reconnect take, with, take with, it, time. with the true meaning like, like the true meaning of Christmas but it's the true meaning of live laugh love live laugh love this podcast is nuts <laughs> it is <laughs> I'm gonna put it out as a bonus and if people can make it all the way to the end then god love you <laughs> I've so enjoyed myself this has been so great I'm so nuts. drunk Let's go, bother, let's go bother Gav. Let's yeah. go bother Gav and so. You've been Jen County. You have a card, you have a book called <laughs> Wildcard coming out. No, I've, it's already out, babe. It's out? Yes. 
<laughs> and a book called Wild Guard. It's out in the world and it's been sold by any good bookshop and probably lots of like less good ones too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Amazon, not a good one, but they have it. They certainly And it do. helps when you buy it. <laughs> Please, if, if you're curious about the tower, if you've enjoyed hearing about the future of Bibbulab, you know, wild cards for you. This has been Sentimental Garbage and I've been Caroline O'Donoghue. The podcast was produced and edited by me with mix and music by Harry Harris and artwork by Gavin Day. If you'd like to email me about the pod, you can do so on sentimentalpod at gmail.com or get in touch with me directly on Twitter or Instagram at ZaraLine. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.